This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome to OG3. I'm one of your hosts, Steffi, and I have been on the internet way too long. Who else is here? Hi, I'm Sarah, and I read more fan fiction than I do real books. That's me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm somewhere in the middle between those two. Alright, today is a topic uh, I'm really excited about. It's something of old internet that I know a lot of people weren't really uh aware of and so i'm gonna ask you do y'all know what bar karma is no you said you want to do an episode on it and i was like i have never heard of this before in my life yeah stephy keeps saying it and i keep forgetting it when i'm putting it in my calendar <laughs> invites i'm just like stephy's top i bar karma I, mm. i'm just gonna say today's title episode was still hades and persephone they didn't put my title <laughs> Uh, well, before we get into what it is, I do want to thank community member Viperium Prime, who left a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want a shout out, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast, uh, Audible, or tweet at us telling us what you thought of the episode. This means the world to us. This is how we get people to watch us. Uh, we, we love your support so very much. Thank you. All right. Uh, Bar Karma. On February 2011... A strange new show premiered. It was a network television show that was co-written by an online community. That show was Bar Kama, and it was created by Will Wright, known for creating the game Sim City. Interesting. I, I, okay. <laughs> All right. So, without before I get into the plot, what do you think that is? What what, what do you think the plot is? Before I, I get into what it actually is. So it was co-written by the community uh, and the guy from Sims. Uh, he created Not the Sim, show. Sim Cities. Sim well, City. He, he's 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 been a part of the Sim franchise for a while, uh, but he, yeah, he created Sim City and that all that. Uh, they had a writer, and then they had co-writers that were community members. My guess is that it's post-apocalyptic type of situation and there's some kind of cursed object oh interesting um okay i think it has to do with a bar and and drama around like weird characters oh that's what i'm going with different direction than i did uh ashley's more on the nose Mm. but sarah you're not completely wrong post-apocalyptic things do happen Basically, uh, Bar Karma is a place that's out time, outside of time and space, like a cosmic rest okay. stop. Right. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So there's like time travel and parallel universes. Um, <laughs> I want to say something, but before I do, I want to talk about the main character right quick. Uh, his name is Doug. And he ends up in uh, Bar Karma after having a one night stand with this lady. Uh, and he's like this like billionaire playboy. And his thing is that he's like super lucky and he's freaking out. He's like, what is he doing in this bar? He's trying to escape and leave. And the other two characters, James and Dana, are like, no, you, 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 we, we got to talk first. And he's freaking out. And then he runs away. And then when he goes back to right before he left, it looks like he just killed a woman, the lady he slept with. 
whoa, mm-hmm. what? So it goes back to Bar Karma. Um, and then he finds out while he was drunk last night, he actually won the bar from James, the uh, bartender of this. And he's kind of like the old wise like figure. He's he is how, like, how old is he? Is he really like a six year old man or is he like millions of thousands of years old? Uh, <laughs> and then and then there's Dana who's a chick with a mysterious past. And I just want to note, everyone has like these really regular outfits. Like James is like, you know, older, kind of has like a vest going on. Very like older guy aesthetic. Uh, Doug looks just like a dude button up. Dana is always dressed in outfits that look like, ah, this is what I think hot ladies wear. Wait, pause. (laughs) What? This entire time, I thought this was a web-like written series i did not realize it was a watched show it was an actual television show oh my gosh where did this <laughs> what? i will get to that because that is a okay. very important question uh, ashley okay uh but yeah so this is an actual tv show that aired on a network okay uh but yeah like dana's always dressed in what somebody believes is hot and i don't think she would actually wear any of these clothes but that's that's just like a, a nitpicky thing. <laughs> like just standardized yeah. Yeah, hot girl. Standardized hot girl. Yeah, standardized hot girl. Um, and so basically, um <laughs> uh, there is an alpha and a beta. <gasps> yes. What? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Not the ones that we know of. <laughs> Wait. You make it expand on that more. (laughs) Sorry. So there's an alpha and a beta. The alpha is the main person on the timeline. And the beta is the one who messed up on the way there. So they're the ones who end up in the bar. I know. But when I read, because I, I, fun fact, I rewatched the whole series last night. Nice. So it's time travel. Yeah, it's time travel. So Mm, there it is. I told you it was bread and butter. It's parallel universe time travel. And um, so, yeah, the beta has made a mistake. It has to make a very tough decision. And it's like, do they do the selfish thing? Do they do the right thing? But what if the right thing is also bad? What if all the options are bad? So basically, Mm -hmm. these wayward souls come into the bar and Doug, Dana, and James have to help them out. Uh, All while James is trying to figure out his mystery. But let's also put a pin in James's, James's mystery, excuse me, Doug's mystery. I have a question. Sure. Are they bartenders? Uh, James is the old man. He uh, is bartending. Uh, Dana waitresses in the bar, sort of, kind of cleans up a bit. And then our main character is... Doug, he just owns the bar. He won it in a poker game. So he's just like, what, does the books? Or no, he just he just helps people. He doesn't really do anything else. Just helps So what people. happened to the guy that used to own the bar? He That's James. He's still there. Okay. So yeah, uh, James is still in the picture, and like he's like the the older, wiser figure in this, and he also has a mysterious past. Uh, the thing is, well, Doug is the super lucky dude. Damon doesn't really like leaving the bar, and that's because she's super unlucky. Okay. Yeah, like her childhood home has burnt down. She's gotten dumped by every single guy in the worst possible way. Um, Just like really horrible things has happened to her. But in the bar, it kind of like doesn't happen. And so Doug was picked to counteract Dana's unluckiness because he's super lucky. 
and she is super unlucky. Okay. So yeah, they they balance each other out. Um, mm. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I want to point out. So this show had I think like thirteen episodes. Um, they only start addressing that he almost probably murdered someone near the end of the series again. It's not brought up until the end. <laughs> Oh, it keeps so, like a secret. It's no, like, it's not. It's not a secret. They all know. It's just they don't bring it up. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's just help all these other people and stuff. Um, there's I mean, also, he is the owner, right? He could fire yeah, them. Not really. It's not a real bar. It's just, you know, they work together. But it has to be a real bar if he sold it in a poker game. It's a cosmic bar. It's owned by the universe, but he owns it. It's weird. It's yeah, never really yeah? explained. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Look, I'm gonna, look, I want to say right now, a lot of the things in the show don't make a lot of sense. And mm. also remember, a lot of people had opinions on this and put their thoughts and hearts and souls into this show. And it was only a 20-minute show, you know, because of commercials and everything. So it was a very, very short show. How many they, episodes? I think I said like 13-ish. Okay. One yeah. season, or did it get, get nope. renewed? No, it did oh. not. Uh, <laughs> um, I also want to point out one episode that was so freaking weird. It's a clip show, but they they did it by... Uh, they got a community member to be on the show as a community member of who's a fan of the show. And like the character's like, whoa, what do you mean this is a show? Oh, what do you mean that people are watching and voting on us? And then they would replay clips of like things that happened in the show right before the finale. Weird. Yeah. That's odd. So there was like one main community member who got to be on the show and then two got to guest star and like video chat and stuff. Uh. I'm just like thinking of this from a production point of view. And that sounds like hell on earth. Like, right? Yeah. The tight turnaround, like they were, like that must mean that they were filming it like pretty close to when it was being released. Yeah, like, but I think they also had to, because uh, like halfway through the episode, you can actually vote on a decision, and so I think that they probably had to film two endings, but things oh. that didn't really affect the main storyline. Yeah. And that's the only thing I did. I was too, because this was back in 2011. I was too scared at the time to like actually put like my real info out there. So I didn't really do any of the other stuff. I only voted on stuff. Uh, by mm. the way, you can vote on uh, music. You can vote on outcomes. And you can use something called the story maker to pitch ideas. And so basically, uh, this big story maker is where uh, you would type in, uh, it'll give you like a prompt, like let's just say, oh, uh, someone is going to go do this thing, expand on it. And so um, there's like these little rectangles at the bottom, you would type in what you think happens. And then the top part was basically like a Google search, but you had to be very careful what images you had to have, like for look for stock images and stuff to like, kind of use like a visual clue of what you're pitching. And so you would type your pitch in the story maker and submit it. And then you would also get credited at the end as if you, you know, if your idea got used, you would be credited at the end of the episode. That's, That's a literal fuck. <laughs> like this was on TV? Yes, it was on TV. Was this like, was this when American Idol was really big and they were just trying to take that concept of voting and put it to something more creative? Maybe. Um, what I think it was, because I've read, I read a few interviews uh, by Will Wright and cast and crew. They just really wanted 
a way to experiment with TV. And I'll explain why the channel that it was on, because it's a channel that doesn't exist anymore. And it's a very fascinating thing, but I will get to that later. Is it Warner Brothers? (laughs) I said it doesn't exist anymore, Sarah. Yeah, Warner Brothers channel doesn't exist anymore. Oh my God, it's not Warner Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, it sounds like a social experiment slash TV show. Yeah, it it was was Will Wright, because... Will Wright is a very creative person. I mean, he freaking created The Sims. Uh, and it was a, a new way to experiment with community-driven things because uh, the channel is on also did a lot of community-driven uh, stuff. And this was a an experiment that didn't have a huge budget. And it, 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 it's, it's I'm going to be real. It's a, not a great show, but I also really love this show if that makes sense. Like, it it was kind of sloppy. Like, it needed to be tighter. It needed to be longer. Trying to get all these, like, sci-fi cannot be done in less, in the 20 minutes with the concepts they were trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you can pitch episodes and ideas through the story makers is basically it. Um, But yeah, like I said, I didn't do it because I was too terrified. Like, I, I was, I was, I was still in the time where I was hiding my identity and, you know, you know, you didn't really put your name in your real name on the internet yeah. back then. Um, but like I said, I did vote. Uh, <laughs> any questions before I move on? Was it mostly like a one location type of TV show? Uh, no, I had several. Lo- so that was, of course, the main bar. Um, but they had other locations that they filmed at. Uh, I think some of it was definitely green screen warehouses, behind buildings, stuff like that. Couple o- nice office buildings because you know uh, Doug is a billionaire, so they needed a really nice office for that. Okay, was okay. he still a billionaire while he owned the bar? Like, did he have his regular life still? Well, see, time is a little different at Bar Karma. So Jesus Christ, it kind of- it's like the TVA. yeah so it's like it's it's not it's not happening in real time it's every time but no time at the same time (laughs) sorry i got a lot of sci-fi lovers in this community i guess right well it it was pitched as a sci-fi thing but then it like all it gets more detailed as you go on i will say that like like i said it, it had some weird moments it also had a lot of good moments in it. Like rewatch, I'm like, this is an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I wish we had more time to explore it. <laughs> it's it's so interesting that like no other version of this has popped up since. Like especially nowadays, where you could create an app where you could submit things and like gather that data so much quicker. And the fact that like that doesn't exist is wild because like this is. It's it's a choose your own adventure, mm-hmm. the TV show, and like I mean, it kind of yeah. makes me think that that was a thing that was on YouTube for a little bit. I don't know if anybody remembers those, the choose your own adventures. So it's mm-hmm. like it keeps cropping up, but then it keeps dying, and it's just really interesting. I think the formula is hard to get right, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. maybe this show experimented a little bit, but even still, it didn't get a second season. So maybe it did a lot of things right, and maybe there were some issues, right, Stevie? Yeah. Um, as it's really hard to do something like this. And I think mm-hmm. there is a balance that like, no, this isn't I've never been done before. No one's made a, you know, community written TV show that's unheard of. So I think they had a lot of things that they needed to experiment and a lot of problems they had to deal with. And it was, it was a messy, but it was also really exciting because like, when does something like that ever happen? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was definitely issues. Uh, there was definitely problems. Um, and uh, there was a lot of bad, 
bad ideas out there. Uh, people are creative, but people also are not. It, it, it's like there's so many bad ideas and there's so many good ideas. What what is good? What is bad? What do you use? What don't you use? And it, it's it's hard, like especially when you have a lot of people trying to submit their ideas. Mm-hmm. So what do you pick? Yeah, and then and then I guess you build off of that, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's like you. Have, so there were actual community members that ideas got pushed through. This mm-hmm. wasn't just like a gimmick. They actually used these people's ideas yeah. and like made the show. Yeah. So even um, when you're watching the show, sometimes a scene will pop up and it'll be like, oh, this scene uh, was created by so-and-so user or this scene was thought up by so-and-so user. So things like that. So yeah, their ideas were in the show. And like I said, they did get a credit at the end of the episode. Wow. I love it and I hate it all at once because it makes me feel like free labor type of that that, that argument of like where, like the competitions where uh, it was like, mm-hmm. hey, you submit your art for this thing and you don't win any money, but then we're going to use your thing and you're going to get so much exposure. And it feels like it, it does. There is that. Um did it seem to bother people? I was going through the four. Oh, shout out to Wayback Machine. I love you. I was mm-hmm. able to actually look at the old forums. That wasn't the main complaints. <laughs> what were the main complaints? It was uh, a lot of people just being down on the show, saying this isn't going to work. You know, normal, typical forum stuff. Um, and just like, it's not a great show, but it was like, yeah, whatever. It's silly. It's sci-fi. It's fun. So it was a lot of back and forth between that. But there is a piece of drama I do want to get into, but uh, I'll wait till you guys have any more questions. Okay, 2011. <laughs> mm-hmm. Twitter's a thing. Facebook's a thing. How are people... I mean, you, you showed us the... Or you told us about the the app or the website. Mm-hmm. Was, was there also, like, and I guess forums, but was there, like, Twitter stuff going on? Were they using social media? Yes. Uh, so the main thing they used was their forums that was their main homepage. and this time remember 2011 uh forums are still pretty big at this time i'm like in a dozen i'm in this forum i don't i'm mostly a lurker in this forum but i am there um they used facebook a lot so going back to their facebook there was a lot of comments on there this was pre-popular twitter so they do have a twitter but it wasn't really all that Mm -hmm. like big i even Mm -hmm. looked at my old twitter account i'm like nothing's happening there everyone's tweeting about their food and the basic stuff that we all did when you know we first got twitter so that was me when i first got facebook <laughs> look at my sandwich yeah, literally so the, the main source of interaction was definitely their website that's where they did everything fascinating <laughs> okay so drama yes yeah, let's tell go me into more because like it's wanna... already really weird so like how does it get weirder okay yeah. Okay, so uh, I wrote this, and I want to say it. Uh, Where there is forums, there is drama. So for the finale, there was a a, one last time to pitch your ideas. Um, But this time, there was actual prizes with it. So the winner had a chance to be a contract creator or a TV program for six months for this uh, this network. So basically, it was a chance to get a job for six months. Wow. And uh, if they couldn't do it, there was prize money, which was like $40,000 if you couldn't do the contract, if I understood the rules correctly. And then they had all the runner-ups would win iPads. Um, So uh, the way it was promoted was, is the six top voted 
pitches would win. But of course, there's always rules and stuff. And um, the, the, the top voted ones didn't win. And so the one of the dudes who was very popular on the forums was like, why didn't I win? Who are these people who won? And he found all their accounts. Like he like dug the websites looking for their accounts. Like, who are these people? Come talk to you. I've never seen you in the forums. Who are you? And it's like one has come forward. They're apparently a real person. Here's the proof of their iPad and everything. But he's like, but I don't know who these people are. So I smell fraud. And uh there was a lot of people going in. I was like, dude you lost, get over it. He's like, no, fraud, I lost. They, like, I, th- these had the most top vote at once. But if you go through the rules, uh, a lot of things, uh, it was like originality, don't use copyright ideas. Um, they might choose somebody else for different reasons. You know, very, like, there might be some shady stuff in, I don't really know. But from a person who's actually run really large contests for corporations, it makes sense that sometimes the top ones don't always win because yeah. there's like little things that they may miss that they can't really talk about. So to me, the reason why other people won just kind of makes sense, but we'll never know. No one really explained how these people won. Uh, but yeah, there was six winners. We don't know who the grand prize winner is. Well, I don't know who the grand prize winner is. I'm not sure if it's said anywhere. I couldn't find it. But yeah, yeah I this, think that would be like really out there information, but maybe not. Yeah, it's just like, like it, it's it's really weird because, like I said, uh, you could still actually even see their pitches because it was connected to their account. Because like, oh, they don't have a lot of votes. I don't see why they won. It was that type of thing. Oh, uh, weird. It sounds just like a petty, petty internet dude. Yeah. It, it, I understand his anger and I don't want to be mean to him because, you know, he did put a lot like I, I talked to this dude on the forum a lot. Like he was a cool dude. And oh, when wow. he did, when he when he got really angry, the whole community basically turned on him and said, you're just being sad. He even threatened to go to other media outlets and say this is fraud. Jeez. And people were like, are you really going to go and say, hey, I lost a contest. Here's a story. No one's going to yeah. buy that. Um if I can't win, no one can win. <laughs> but yeah, um, blah, 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 blah. like I said, somebody uh, did say that they won. So th- there were winners. It's just he didn't believe it. He thought there was fraud. Um, <laughs> like I said, I looked over the rules. I've ran contests. I don't think there's fraud. I think he just didn't win. Uh, that being said, uh, I read a lot of the top voted ones. Are they bad? so bad <laughs> um i do apologize for saying this like people are putting their heart on soul i put so this is the one time i actually put my own pitches into because it was like Ooh. such a big thing and looking back i'm like man i wrote some stupid stuff and that's okay writing stupid stuff is fine but one one of the top ones and i won't say who it was but it was like he basically was writing an episode of supernatural not bar karma and i think that was the main issue with a lot of the top voted ones they got super like they, like you're supposed to write blurbs they wrote mm-hmm. essays upon essays of what the finale should be it was like angels and demons and like very complicating things and it's like y'all you got to got to scale that back a bit see like in my brain, there's like a couple things here. One is mm-hmm. that I feel like competitions where it's like popular vote mm-hmm. are so unreliable mm-hmm. because, and this was like even before buying stuff was so popular in 2011, but like just, just because you're popular doesn't mean that it's good 
things or like that you didn't like you could have hacked it you could have faked it Mm -hmm. and like also like stuff on the internet that was written in 2011 is was just like it was not a respected place so i feel like there were not people with that were actually like again yes heart and souls and everything went into it but there, there were no people that like want to or like knew or had the experience of like writing maybe because they didn't see this as a valid um you know mm-hmm. a valid I mean, not entry a of, of not a lot of screenwriters on this and not forum. a yeah. lot of experience um <laughs> yeah. i found a tweet a really odd tweet um basically someone's like oh yeah uh, because i was talking about what's an obscure show that no one believes that existed and i believe one of the writers on the show was like oh i worked on a show called bar karma and our top community member was a lady who wrote about her cats on amazon books so you know <gasps> So yeah, because like, <laughs> and he was just kind of complaining about it. But it's like, yeah, it, it it may have not been the best. And I think it wasn't because these people weren't trying. I just made me just unexperienced. Like I put my heart and soul into these pitches and I, I can't find them anymore because the, the Wayback Machine doesn't really work that well sometimes uh, for certain things. Um, I do remember some of my pitches and I'm like, that was dumb. Why did I put that? I was, how old was I? I was... 11 years i was in my early 20s i i wrote some dumb stuff so at the same time like we all know that like with popular things like sarah has seen on ao3 there are some very popular fan fictions that aren't that great they're loved right and so it's like yeah just because it's bad doesn't make it not good if that makes sense yeah sometimes the worst stuff like look at like i i always am like teen wolf worst tv show i've ever watched is it so fucking good yes (laughs) In a weird yeah. way, they were like writing fan fiction that then became TV, yeah. right? Like they're pitching their own show, they're finding new plots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, really, it's basically fan fiction, the TV show, Bar Karma. Kinda, Dude, yeah. Steffi, I don't know if you're, tell me if you're going to talk about this or not because I just looked up Bar Karma. And are you going to talk about the episode titles at all? Uh, no, I wasn't. But is there anything you want to point out? Yeah, the first episode is called "A Man Walks Into a Bar." <laughs> oh yeah the last episode i think the, a man walks out of a bar yes <laughs> i was just like what <laughs> and like it, they're very fun like they're they're like punchlines of jokes it's like mm-hmm. once upon a timeline an open mind double blind fair catch term limits the arrival hack job three times a lady the day the music died enter the community and then man walks out a bar it's uh, like three times weird. a lady is about a lady dealing with her split personalities by the way hmm. oh i mean that literally <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like i said like a lot of these concepts are like really really cool and then it just you can't really oh, okay okay i do want to talk about one episode that mm-hmm. i'm still a little annoyed by it's the second episode okay. and i am so angry about it uh i think it's up tough basically a writer makes a comic book and uh, right when he's doing, he's writing the manuscript, he's working on sketches of the Statue of Liberty. Um, they keep on calling it a kid's book and I'm like, comic books aren't just for kids, but that's me. Um, but basically uh, he goes into the, uh, he, he's about to go into the bathroom, but you know, it turns into the bar. But basically you got to walk through doors to get into the 
bar. Yeah. So he walks into, he's going to, uh, going to the bathroom, ends up in Bar Karma. I'm like, oh, oh. wild. And so uh, on the, uh, they have like this magic TV and they're like showing a possible future um, if he stays on this path. And it's a, a really huge terrorist attack against the Statue of Liberty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, this was like, before September. No, it was after 2001. What? 10 years after. after hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so somehow his little comic book eventually leads to a terrorist attack in the future. And they're trying to stop him from publishing that. And he's like, I'm just writing a good book. Why, why are you guys coming after me? Why is it my story? I wrote a hero. So, um, uh, he, they figure it out. Basically he sells his books to a publishing company. That publishing company gets bought out by a bigger company, takes the comic book and turns it into a video game and then turns the bad guy into the hero of the video game, which then influences kids to, to terrorism. And then those kids turn to grow up to terrorists and then they blow up the Statue of Liberty like their favorite video game. Weird. And so instead of going after the gaming company to not do that, they go after the author. Who the makes author. choices of who's going after who? Huh? Who makes this? Who bar, makes the bar, choices? The bar does, right? The bar makes these choices. The bar brings these people in. Got it. Okay. <laughs> can, if you leave the bar, can you come back to the bar? Yes, but sometimes it won't let you leave. So it has to let you leave. Sometimes it'll be what? like, okay, yeah. The bar is the bar is magical. Or is it science? Whoa. <laughs> no way is it science. I don't believe that. that actually, there's there is a there is a TV show stuff. I don't know if you've watched it, but it's about time travel and it is Doc- about science. Not Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. <laughs> no, it was like my family all watched it. I did not. It was a Netflix original series about like this group of people from the future who went to the past to correct things. And like it sounds and they like did equations about things they needed to fix and stuff. <laughs> I, it just like it sounds like the theoretical so, version of what you're talking so, about. It sounds like my jam. That's what it sounds um, like. Yeah, I have some opinions because it's like, okay, we have the bar. We have Doug, which is mm-hmm. such an interesting name for Doug Jones, man. by the way. Doug Jones. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have our bartender and the barmaid. Uh-huh. And and then they are what? Like the time police? Like No, they're just <laughs> trying to help these wayward souls make the right decision. Make, uh, help them... Do they have right. to interview them first, or do they kind of already know what's going on? They're like, all right, no, dude, they, they don't. They don't know either. The bar kind of tells them with the television screen about the future, and there's also uh, James has like these cool, like weird cards that he places down, kind of like tarot cards, and then he presses one, and it shows you a possible future. So it's like, oh, if you make this choice, this is what's going to happen. If you make this choice, that going to happen and then there, there's you know if you do this choice that's going to happen and then sometimes they do something completely different because humans are so cool and can come up with so many possibilities and solutions to a problem i sounds like a video game i feel like i would hate this tv show and i don't think i could ever watch it it, it feels like i would just get so frustrated and annoyed 
All right. Is there a good ship for Sarah in this TV show is what she's asking. I guess just the only that ship is, that's really there is Doug and Dana. Well, we're going to look up AO3 real quick. Uh, uh, dude, your other is, points. This is pre-AO3. It's not going to be Oh, you there. don't think that they don't. AO3 is an archival website, so people take stuff from other places and archive them there. If it's on there, I'm going to be super surprised. Like, 100%. You never what, you know have, what you'll find on Yeah, you don't AO3. have enough faith in... I, I know what this is. Uh, but yeah, they, they make this guy who's like, you need to decide, is your... Dr- oh, and they have like, like little polls that are relevant, relevant to like the episode, just to like vote. Like, would you give up your dreams if it meant hurting... Uh, uh, wait, would you stick with your dreams even if it might hurt somebody? And it was like, that was basically the plot of that episode. This guy, he either has to give up his dream... Or possibly have like hundreds of thousands of people die because of his comic book. That I still don't think it was his fault. I think it's the game developers, but whatever. <laughs> or you could just, you know, maybe change a couple of the things in the comic book. Yeah. You know? So what ends up happening? Sorry, spoiler alerts. <laughs> um, is he takes the manuscript, gives it to Doug, and is like, "I'm not going to write it." And then. <laughs> He ends up writing a different comic book, and it's about a, like a superhero version of Dana. Oh, oh nice! Yeah, so, using yeah. real world like experiences to make. Yeah, I it's mean, really cute because sometimes, like on the news, there's like a news broadcast. You sometimes see things that hint to older episodes. Someone was like, "Oh, so and so author just published a new book," and I was like, "Oh, that's cute." A little shout out, if, like giving you miss it type thing. I don't like how I can't find a single fan fiction about this show. Ooh, Sarah, no it was 2011. Yeah, was... well, not even fanfiction.net, dude. Yeah, it, it doesn't exist really anywhere. It was such a small subgenre of the internet. Like, if there was fan fiction, which I don't remember ever seeing, it would probably be on the forums. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like I don't like it. Anyways, why would you post fan fiction when you could just write to the studio? It's true. I, oof. Oof, don't do that in real life, kids. Yeah, don't yeah, don't do that in real life unless, you, unless it's bark karma. <laughs> I figured it'd be right for fan fiction because it's like you already had an idea and the story mm-hmm. didn't go that way. So, like, write your own fic, right? Isn't that what people do? But maybe at the time it wasn't. I think it was just such a small community, small but active community trying to get their own stories noticed by the bark karma people that fan fiction and all that wasn't even like a thought to them. And I think it was also a much old, I had a feeling that everyone in there was much older than I was. That's the other thing. Fascinating. Think they had a fanzine? (laughs) Probably not. I want you to know I went to the library this weekend and in the teen section, they had a bunch of like, make your own fanzines. And I was like, what is happening? Sarah, stop typing. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not typing at all. (laughs) I'm not doing anything. All right. So uh, that's Bar Karma. And I do have, I want to talk a little bit about the network it was on. So before we get to that, do you have any more questions about Karma? That's the show, you know, people voted, people were on it. They had like little, all these weird things. So yes, I have one question is how did it end? On a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Basically, uh, James is the one who set Doug up. Oh, I couldn't see that coming from a mile away. But it was because they, he needed the luckiest man ever to be with the unluckiest thing to cancel each other up. And then, and I didn't bring this person up, but James got stuck in his evil brother's bar. 
fucking Christ. There's more than one <laughs> interdimensional bar, bar. We don't Is know it? about this bar until the very last episode. But yeah, apparently his evil brother also has an evil bar. An evil interdimensional bar. And it won't let him leave, so James is stuck there. This, are you sure? You know what? I know why there's no fan fiction about it. It's because watching it felt like a fan fiction. It's like, yeah. none of this sounds real. It, it, I think not everything has fan fiction, Sarah. I don't know what to tell you. So, the bartender, James, ultimate goal was to set these two lucky and unlucky people up. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> it if was underst- a long ship. It was a long ship. If I if I understood everything correctly, yeah. <laughs> I gotta admit, okay, you gotta understand also, I spent all day watching this whole series on YouTube because you can't find it anywhere. I even asked one of the writers, I tweeted at one of the writers, like, do you know how I can get this show? He was like, I don't know. On YouTube, there's a He responded? Version. Yeah. I mean they're, they're just TV writers that have a lot of following, so yeah. <laughs> um, they, uh, I, I don't, re- I, I don't encourage or endorse this type of thing. But the only place I could find it was on YouTube. But they sped up the audio so it wouldn't be copyrighted and it was cropped. So you know, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. So I had it. To, I had to listen to a sped up version of the whole show, <laughs> and I finished the last episode. I think like two a.m. So you got to remember two a.m. Steffi watched the last episode. Okay. Now I want to hear more about this network that it's on. Now, please. Oh, I'm so excited you brought this. It was on a uh, TV station that doesn't exist anymore, which is really annoying because I had to do everything through the Wayback Machine. It was called Current TV. (gasps) I remember that one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Oh, my God. It was co-founded by Al Gore. It was. Yeah. Okay. So... What it was, it was supposed to be basically an independent network and have some community-driven things and to also give a chance to more independent news workers. I think uh, you might know, uh, I think it's Al Jazeera came from that. So I remember that. I remember watching current TV and actually enjoying it. Yeah, um, no, it was it one was... of those random ass channels. Like you had to get like the extra channels and it was yeah. one of those random ones. I don't Yeah. It, it was, it was, time. I just found it by accident. And I remember uh, one of them, the shows that I really, really liked was kind of like a Jon Stewart-esque type show where it was like a little jokey, but also a little news. And I really, really liked that show. Um, this was peak Steffi, I'm not like other girls phase. So I'm watching, I'm like, I'm only good. I'm like, I don't watch mainstream news. I only watch independently <laughs> community driven news. Come so uh, that was me. I, I had that phase as a lot of us do. But like, I, I thought I was thinking about this last night. This channel actually really shaped me as a person. My job is literally community. <laughs> I, 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 but it's like they had a lot of good programming and they had a lot of bad programming. But it was it was really it was really cool because it was like it gave people who didn't really have a chance to be on network television, a cable network, whatever it's called, a chance to be on it and pitch their shows and be part of this community. The forums were pretty active at that time. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I remember. OK, this was kind of like my middle school summer, like you would uh, on like a Thursday at three or one, you would just be a current TV and you'd be like, what is this? It just seemed like such 
not regular media, Mm -hmm. but it was always interesting. I don't really remember much except for I used to watch some news on there and be Mm -hmm. like, these are young people telling the news. Because at the time I felt like it was only old people giving you news. And I was like, who are these young people telling me news? I, I want to say one of the shows, and I hope I don't get What I'm wrong. hearing is, is that what the world is missing is a news station that's run by people that are younger. Yeah. Uh, this is also where uh, the Young Turks, I'm not sure if you guys know what that is, but Young Turks is also on there as well. Uh, I've never Keith heard of any Ober- of these things. Overman was on there until he got fired. Uh, Infomania was the show that I watched, and it had I remember the Brett Elwich. Uh, yeah. Uh, and a lot of really interesting shows, a lot of bad shows, and it had the experimental sci-fi show, Bar Karma. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> interesting. So uh, that's current TV. That's Bar Karma. What, a- what do you guys think? I think <laughs> that I'm glad I exist on the internet and the TV stations at the time that I did. So you're happy you missed it? I am a little bit. I feel like I probably there's there's two things here. One, I would be too devoted or I would just get so pissed. This is absolutely something my friends would be into and I would have to pretend <laughs> to like it because like I'm just like thinking of my high school friends or like my middle school friends and I have this friend Court. He would have eaten this shit up and I would I it would have been the whole thing I heard about my entire life. I so. have a feeling kind of different from Sarah because I did actually like current TV. I didn't know what to make of it. I think I would have watched this show if Mm -hmm. I knew it was coming on. Like, it's one of those weird shows that you find that I feel like at the time there wasn't there just wasn't that much programming. I'll be Mm -hmm. real honest. At the time in 2011, we didn't have a lot of really good programming like we do now. where It's just so much, so much good at media. Mm -hmm. So at the time, I would have found it wacky and weird. And I would have been like. I'm a TiVo this (laughs) so that I can see it next week. TiVo (laughs) was a thing. Uh, that, like that I said, like it wasn't always great. It had interesting things. The community was amazing, though. Like, yeah, it had its drama. Yeah, it had its naysayers. But there were so many creative people trying to help each other be better writers. There were so many like opportunities to actually learn about how production works. Because I said like they have contests where you can be on set and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it really, it, 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 like, I, now that I think about it, like I said, it really, really shaped me. Steffi Hardy, community manager, was obsessed with the community-led TV network. Who would have thought? Um, but like I said, like, I, I never clicked on them because, like I said, I was younger and scared. But they had meetup and meetup groups. And it was really, really fascinating to see that when not a lot of things like that really existed at the time. There are stuff, don't get me wrong, but nothing like that on a television yeah. station and like i said it a lot of the writing was bad but there was also so many creative ideas and i really hope a lot of those people continue writing because like it was interesting mm-hmm. and it was just you know it just needed pushed in the right direction so what happened to the tv network it was sold off to al jazeera um officially i like, don't really exactly remember it was it was shut down basically yeah, it, it did. Let's see. It lasted. Uh, it started in 20, 2005 and ended in 2013. So it, it didn't last much longer than Bar Karma. No, uh, Bar Karma was 2011 uh, and it closed down 2013. So it, it was a TV network that didn't have a huge funding to begin with and a show that had even less funding. And it so. seems like it was an expensive show to make stuff like like last second double shooting things like oof. 
And then they were before they got. And I think with, with what effects. they, yeah, with what they had, I think they did a good job. They did their best, and I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna actually, I'll probably go watch an episode, and then I'll like come back next week, being like, this is interesting because of X. Uh, but if you, like I said, the only one I can sign is on the high pitched versions. <laughs> Oh, you said it, it like I haven't so, watched high pitched versions on YouTube so before. Let's go. The the intro song I think is really really good, and you can only hear it in high pitched forms. I'm just like, mm. oh, and the theme like, song is really important too. If you want to get real internet, you could rip it and then take it into Premiere and slow it down. Oh, a little bit. I I thought about that. I was like, I have the technology, I can do that, but I don't know. Like that's I, a lot of time for a show. <laughs> Will Wright, so if you if you are listening to this episode, please, please give me Bar Karma to watch. I will rewatch it in its proper way because I actually really do enjoy that show. It is a mess, but it is a beautiful mesh that I like I really, really appreciate and is a huge part of my life. As short as it was. I mean, it's an interesting concept that I would love to see come back in the day mm-hmm. society because it's definitely something that could be handled a little bit better but i also feel like it would be worse like in the technical standpoint i feel like there's we're at a place where we could easily get feedback and like gather it better Mm -hmm. but at the same time i feel like the entitlement of the internet and the fans has gotten worse over the years and i feel like it would not be like a happy creative community (laughs) and it would be extraordinarily toxic i have a feeling it could go both ways but at the same time like even this one that was smaller and a little more obscure got toxic at the end when someone didn't get their way. So, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, the show had its naysayers. Like I said, like the first post I saw when I went to, when I finally got into the forums was this is why I think the show won't exist. Uh, is, wait, no, this is why I think the show is going to fail. And I'm like, I've seen that post in every single fandom I have ever been in. So it's insane. It's just like, why are you sitting here worrying about whether or not something is going to fail or succeed? And instead sit and enjoy what you have. Mm-hmm. If you and don't like, like it, don't watch, okay don't listen, okay. just it's walk right. away. All right. We do have to wrap up any final words, my dear ladies. Uh, I still don't know what the alpha and beta was about in this show, but it's Somebody okay. just said it to said it. She just was like, what are you guys going to do? It's okay yeah. Now. It was never brought up again. I will say that. I still think the show is fascinating. I think it's an interesting concept that I would love to see more of. It kind of makes me think of video game high school. Cause I know they did a couple of things like that. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that it was a weird show. It was wild to be a part of. And uh, I really do hope something like this comes back. I think there is a good way to do it. It just, it's going to take really like very strong structure. I think that's what something like this needs. Um, I don't know. I just, well, right. Talk to me, please. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real though. I, I, if anyone out there who knows what this is, let me know what you think. Or uh, let us know what's a weird, obscure fandom that you are part of that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, What is your thoughts on Black Karma? Um, And with that, uh, next week we have some uh, juicy stuff to look forward to. So check us out every Fridays at 2 a.m. Um, we'll be on all Rooster Teeth platforms and wherever you get podcasts. Yeah. yeah. And we're also on TikTok. I, I got a really popular TikTok this weekend. And I'm really proud of it. So I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. bring that up. Sarah's running the TikTok. It's I great. am. All right. With that, bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. See you guys.